1: Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creative culture and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Sourdough. My co-host, Man One, is on assignment. 2020 has been crazy. Like me, I bet you too have been struggling to stay creative and productive. I suspect you've been wondering what top professional artists are doing to stay on top of their game during this COVID pandemic. Well, on today's episode, we've got two world-class musicians who will share what they've been up to creatively and how they are making the most out of these tough times. Desi DeLoro and Ricky Pajot, the husband and wife duo and heart and soul of the musical group Parlor Social are back on the podcast for a second time. And they're going to share what they've been doing to stay creative, productive, and positive. But before we get into this great conversation, I want to ask you to please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe today. Please share it with your friends on social too. Also go to our website at notrealart.com. Sign up for our newsletter to stay informed about all the cool stuff we do for artists and art lovers here at Not Real Art. Through our website, you can get access to free educational videos. Sign up for our 2021 Artist Grant for the chance to receive $2,000, buy affordable, original, contemporary art, and even become a Patreon supporter. Now, like I was saying, 2020 has been nuts and staying inspired and finding hope and it's been challenging for all of us. But Desi Delora, Ricky Peugeot from Parlor Social have been totally committed and focused, staying productive this year and using their musical gifts to put out positive energy, give their fans hope and helping us all stay inspired. So let's get into this and let's hear their story. Ricky Peugeot, Desi DeLoreo, welcome back to Not Real Art.
0: Hi, thanks, thanks for having us.
1: You know, you're our returning champions. Like, <laughs> uh, like you, you're the first guest to have on twice. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> honored, honored, honored. Thank you. Second, well, of it's, all, it's 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 all, it's my honor. It's our honor. You know, last time we were together, it was a different time, wasn't it? We were together in a room, hanging out, no masks, no worries.
0: Right. It was crazy. I know. It's it's these are interesting times. I know. Lack of uh, face-to-face in-person interaction, interaction. Yeah. interaction so yeah. you
1: know. Well, I know industry has been hit harder than the music industry it seems. I mean, a lot so many industries have been hit hard, let me be fair. The music industry is is certainly one of those industries and you guys, when when COVID hit, I mean, you guys were, you know, on a roll. Things were happening, man, in, in, yeah. in so many exciting ways. I mean, you know, Rick, you 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 and I hooked up in in Chicago. You were on tour with Madonna. You yeah. had you were about to ink the deal with uh, with Steinway, or maybe you had just inked the deal with Steinway. And obviously, Parlor Social was popping off. And and then you know, all the hell broke loose with COVID. I mean, how how the hell have you guys been? You know, doing, how have you been adapting? How, you know, how have you been, dare I say, surviving this year?
2: Well, it's funny that you brought me back to all of that because it just seemed like eons ago. But Mm. yeah, it has changed a lot. Things have changed a lot. Plans have changed. We've had to reimagine how we're, you know, going about things now and how we're foreseeing the future is going to be in our industry. Mm. And obviously, you know, our industry thrives on big crowds Mm. and that is going to be the last thing that you know that's probably going to jump off at the end of you know this this quarantine you know social distancing thing you know what i'm saying so the news that we've gotten in the last week or so so even this morning with moderna last week it was pfizer now this this morning now it's moderna so these vaccines are looks like they're going to be available in the first quarter to the general population So that's encouraging news to think that we were already settling, you know, that things weren't going to be normal until 2022. So the fact that they're talking about first quarter already is a good thing. But in the meantime, you know, we've been trying to, like I said, reimagine, you know, trying to stay busy, trying to stay relevant. So we've been doing a a weekly um, show, live stream show. Thank God we have each other because we can do it without the help, you know, the, the help of any, uh, any other, you know, musician or, you know, anyone out there. So all we need is a camera and, you know, our instruments. So we've been doing that every week.
0: We've had to readapt and do everything online, streaming online. And it's so crazy because my 2020 started off with like a really bad ear infection. We had book dates in Europe while Ricky was doing Madonna. We were going to do some dates in London and France and I couldn't go. So it kind of started off like that. And then it depicted the, the rest leading up until now.
2: Yeah. Because we're in the middle of a tour. Like, like you said, Scott, we saw each other in Chicago. That was, you know, one of our shows in uh, not not giving up on you tour. So we had book a we booked a bunch of dates in the U.S. that we ended up doing last year. And like he said, we had shows booked in Europe and that didn't happen because she got a near infection. And, mm. you know, COVID, I guess, was already going around, not knowing how much of an impact this would take, this would have. So, yeah, it's been 2020 has been a very challenging year, but obviously, readapting. We've, I think the people who are going to survive 2020, so to speak, is. Is the people who are going to accept the fact that we're going to have to reimagine how we're going to go about doing things, even as artists.
0: And the craziest thing is that we've we are we're the busiest unemployed people on the planet right now. <laughs> I tell Ricky all the time. We're super busy. We're being super creative during this time. So it's actually brought out a creative force with both of us. Part of social, together. Separately, so it's weird in to say this, but it's it's you know we've used it to our advantage yeah. and and made the best out of it by being creative and keep us sane and it's brought out an amazing thing. We, you know we have all this time, so you you were never gonna get back this time. This time right now, unwanted, of course, but. The blessing is that we have this time, and to make use of it, because we'll never have this time again. Like all this time to just do,
1: yeah. Hopefully, (laughs) so. Well, it's it's it is so interesting because artists are perhaps in many ways best equipped to adapt to this, right? Because artists are magicians. We're used to making something out of nothing, or when life throws us lemons where we've, we we somehow can figure out how to make lemonade. And, you know, if we're lucky, we've got some vodka to throw in there too. Right. But, but that's the challenge. Right. And you said, accept, and you said the word accept. I mean, it's almost like we've had to go through the stages of grief of like shock, denial, anger, you know, <laughs> acceptance, like whatever those stages are. And we had to do it quickly because I think initially, right. We all felt like, oh, okay, maybe this will blow over in two or three months. And then as we as we really got to accept like how big and whatever it was, it was like, oh, we're going to need a vaccine. Oh, we're going to need this and that. I mean, you know, like we have to buckle down and and figure out how to adapt because it could be, you know, another year right before we all get a vaccine. And, and um, I don't know. I mean, how do you guys feel about the vaccine? I mean, if, if it was, if it was available tomorrow, would you take it? Depends who's promoting it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I agree with Kamala. If it's coming from this administration, the Trump administration, no, I'm I, I'm gonna be skeptical. I'm still skeptical. But the fact that it's these vaccines were not part of Warp Speed, you know, they were self-financed. You know, that encourages me because obviously this administration hasn't proven his, uh, themselves itself to be scientific friendly, science friendly. So. I'm encouraged by the vaccine news. I'm not a vaccine guy. I don't get, you know, I don't get the flu vaccine every year. can't remember the last time I had a flu vaccine, but this is different. This is different. I'm
0: I'm skeptical because, again, it's, uh, you know, it takes a long time before vaccines get approved. We don't know what's in it. I would take it just because this pandemic is out of control, it's dangerous. I believe that in order to have any kind of normalcy, it's almost like we're going to all need a passport of that, you know, like a little booklet. Did you get the vaccine? Because if you didn't, you can't do this, 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 oh, yeah. this that.
2: They, yeah. So I
0: think they're going to set limits on people that have not taken the vaccine. And so that that's another downfall. <laughs> The ones that did and the ones that didn't. So you're going to be able to do whatever you want to if you did get the vaccine. And if you didn't, then you're going to have like a next. But like they did can't talk this, about that, but there's that. been
2: pushback on that. They okay. did talk about that. Some countries wanted to do that, but right. there's been pushback. Well, because, because you're, it's
0: discrimination. Yeah, it's discrimination. Uh, but anyways, you know, not crazy about Jumping on board, but I mean, need be. We have to protect our loved ones. We have to protect the people around us. And if it means that getting back to a certain normalcy, being able to perform out, you know, out and get back to somewhat of a normal life, yeah. So the, you know, the economy doesn't completely collapse. Yeah. Um, I would.
1: So. Yeah. I heard, you know, history is, you know, I think helps right in these times to, you know, have a sense of context and what have you. I mean, I, I heard the other day, like when, you know, people were going through the whole polio scare, you know, I mean, that was a 20 year deal. I mean, it took them 20 years to find a, a vaccine for polio. And can you imagine like fucking waiting 20 years for a you know, for a treatment for this, like, it just be crazy. And the, the fact, I mean, everything, I agree with everything you said, like, I wouldn't trust this administration. Obviously, you know, it's crazy that they were able to come up with something so quick. We don't know what's in it, all that good stuff, but it is amazing that they feel like they have something 90, 95% effective inside a year. Like that's wild. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a positive, I mean, you know, I think of our parents, I think of our families you know, I'm always on edge thinking about them because you know they're older, they're at risk, and you know it, I yeah. want them to be around. For and we a haven't, long time. we haven't
2: seen them. We don't know when's the next time we're gonna see them. And you know, our parents are not getting any younger, so the sooner this could. As soon as we could travel and and be with loved
1: ones, the better. Right. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. I mean, how is, how is the fam and the fams? How are they doing? How are they faring? I mean, you, you could, even if you wanted to, you couldn't get into Canada right now. Right. Can, can you even travel back home if you wanted We could, but we'd have to
2: quarantine for 14 days. Right. Is probably the length that we'd be there. Usually we go there for two, two, three weeks. So to have to stay in one place for two weeks, I mean, kinda defeats the purpose. I'd be yeah, right. You can
1: take time and have a better visit,
2: you know, at this point. Exactly.
0: Right.
2: Exactly. So so yeah, we haven't been home since uh, last year, the holidays of last year. So who knows when's the next when's the next time we're gonna be home. So
0: The, the crazy thing is that the family is doing well.
2: It's not, you everyone's know, like healthy, everyone's yeah.
0: healthy, you know, his and dad is alone.
2: Spiritually, uh, emotionally, they're well. My brother, my big brother is back with my dad and that happened before COVID. So already that's a good thing that they were already, you know, he was already back home. So he's keeping my dad company. My dad is exercising. He's doing well. His, his health is great. My parents Um, parents are doing great. They got each other. Yeah,
0: they got each other. So they're together. So that that helps. But, you know, people that are in residencies and stuff, that's got to be hard. You know, I have family members that are in, you know, like uh, my mom's sister's, the eldest sister, she's in a residency. It's months upon months about being stuck. She was stuck for literally three, four months without coming out. So it was really tough. Like, it's you know we've had deaths yeah. in the family since, and it's just been
1: COVID related, COVID related, or or it's it's just no, other things. But yeah, it
0: just uh, my sister in law lost her mother. You know, they, they, couldn't has, they, couldn't they
1: couldn't see yeah. them. They couldn't see them. I'm really sorry. Yeah, and
0: was it wasn't the the goodbye was like wearing a hazmat suit, not even touching your loved ones. It's just an awful situation all the way around for people that are. You know. So thank God, you know, our parents are well. So that's the great thing, you know. So
1: well, I tell you what though, I mean, on a on a much more positive note, I mean, you guys have been, I think my words, and of course I'm biased because I love you guys, but like, you know, you guys have been killing it this year. I mean, the Sunday Soul Brunch Online, Facebook Live, are you kidding me? Like that's just I, mean, I, I sadly I've not been able to tune in every week, but I have tuned in several times and, and it's just gotten better and better.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, we feel really good about it. I think the idea, okay, this Soulful Jazz Brunch started from a brunch we used to do in Inglewood before I left for tour. So we did it for over a year in Inglewood. Mm -hmm. We got to meet a, a lot of great people, new fans, new friends. So when I came back from tour, I said, well, why don't we just do this from our home? Let's call it Soulful Jazz Brunch and do it on Sundays and do it from home. So we started Memorial Weekend memorial day weekend back in may and we just did our 26th episode yesterday It's crazy every week every sunday uh, 11 o'clock you know 11 a.m so it's a good time for people in the east coast a good time for people in europe and we've been getting you know people tuning in from all over the world and i personally wasn't a fan of live streaming playing live you know on live streaming you know but again, you have to really think outside of the box and really adapt to the situation. And it's been a blessing ever since. For me, I mean, I look forward to it. And I think I could speak for Desi too. We look forward to it because we know that the people who are watching look forward to it. It's their, you know, their haven, so to speak, every week that- you get-
0: It's been, it, can, I, can I jump in? It's been a saving grace for a lot of people we started off like and i will say that i get excited on sundays when we set up and stuff right before you know the half hour that anxiety
2: of like, the, yeah, the you know. know the oh my god you know i I just we just learned learned these tunes like we l- literally learn new tunes every week mm-hmm. We've barely i think not more than five songs we played twice in 26 episodes
0: and we'll just we'll touch up on the forms and then take it wherever we want to take it during the brunches we don't know where we're gonna go with it. It's just like on the whim, it's raw, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. It's not about the money, cause we're not, it's a free service we're offering to people. Yeah, it's just
2: donations, you know, tip jar, you no know, PayPal, you no know, tip jar, but.
0: Everybody's struggling right now. And we don't wanna put, you know, we don't wanna charge this because it really is, it's musical therapy for us all, including ourselves. And it's been such a blessing to do it. Like the, 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 the rewards of it have been so, Amazing. And at first we were like, well, how do you connect with people online and stuff? The yeah. weird thing is that now I have all these wherever we we live stream from because we have several platforms we're doing it from like across the board on Facebook, on all our profiles and pages and on YouTube. It's all lumped up in into one chat so I could see everybody's chats as it comes in at the same time. And you feel that connection and stuff. It's it's so weird. It's like, even though it's virtual, we're getting like a lot of feedback and stuff. And it's become this really cool, almost like church on Sunday. The, and
2: that's the trick. The trick is really engaging with the audience, the virtual audience. Hmm. Just reading the comments, giving shout outs, you know, looking at comments, people make jokes and we... <laughs> we repeat them and we notice that that's what's helped grow our, our, our audience mm-hmm. It's the engaging, it's engaging with the audience. So anybody out there who, who wants to do a live stream, try it out. And my biggest advice would be engage with your audience during the mm-hmm. live stream. Yep. That helps a lot.
0: And find what works for you because this was natural to us. We already did this. So when we brought this, it was just like, people were like, oh, wow. You know, like, this is so much fun. We're just like, we love this song. We love that. We love that. And by doing this, it's so crazy. We have written a lot of stuff.
2: Just coming up with stuff creatively.
1: Oh, sure. New, new songs, new songs every week that we're like. Well, because you're, you're, you're working out, right? You're exercising muscles, right? Like, you're staying in shape, you're, you know? So, you know, I can see how that would be inspiring to create new stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, we don't, you know, <laughs> it's always a thing about, you know, the finances right now. We couldn't even think about putting a product together. There's no money there, but eventually for the future, you know, we have, you know, we, even if we put like, we have a new single we want to put out, everybody was like, you guys need to release this because it's, we need it. It's so inspiring. We need this song. It's called a new day, a song that we wrote a new day and, and. It really is about like, yes, we're going through all this stuff, but we're going to get out of this. We're going to be okay. You know, a new day is coming, a brighter days are coming. And and just the message and stuff, we realize that people need this, this, this message. You know, people need the word, need a positive message, uh, an upliftment and support be, and the encouragement, you know, because people are like... Going through it right now. It's
2: you just gave me an idea.
0: No, oh, live on. let hear it. Let's you hear, hear it. it right now.
2: What? Well, we you just gave me an idea of releasing. We should we should release maybe an album or a compilation album of songs that we've done throughout this pandemic. Pandemic. And um, soulful, jazz soulful jazz brunch, jazz brunch like right. soulful jazz brunch. Favorite fan favorite. That's an album.
1: album right there, right? That's an
2: album right there. You That's know, because a, a lot of people. A lot of the songs that we do, we flip them. We completely rearrange them. We reinterpret them and we get comments, you know, Oh my God, you guys should release that song.
0: Like yesterday. I
2: usually brush it off. I'm like, no, we're not a cover cover band, but the way that we interpret them, make it our own. And again, if the, if the (laughs) demand is there, don't
1: ignore it. Okay. So I have a question for you. Cause I, you know, I'm just, you know, I here. I love that idea, but like, so is that something that you might, and you know, I'm just spitballing here, but like, is that something that you would feel comfortable, like just putting out, say, for example, on Spotify as a, as a, as a way of like creating content and keeping things yeah. fun? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it it ties, it would tie into Soulful Jazz Brunch. You know, we already have a following on Soulful Jazz Brunch. So we released this mm-hmm. already. We have that following that would, you know, a following of people that would say, oh, I'm I remember when you guys performed this and here's, you know, I love the way you perform walk on by. I love the way Yesterday, you perform this Stevie. Yeah. I
0: was just going to say that people said that it was, it's like, I'm a Dion Warwick fan. So when I hear people say that your version is way better than the original, which, you know, to me, that's impossible, but, uh, we came, Ricky came up with the idea and it's so funny because Friday night I was like, meh, I don't know, I'm not crazy when we were about that. It. When we were rehearsing it, I was like, uh, "I'm not sure about that vibe." And then after yesterday, I was like, "That vibe was killing." Because <laughs> what we came up with, it was so like, "Wow!" I was like, "Whoa, that's a vibe. That's a sick vibe." So like, yeah, that mixed in with some originals that we came up with during the beautiful jazz brunch, I think would be killer.
2: Yeah, killer. And it's in, and it's inspiring to see, you know the two, for me, the two biggest platforms during quarantine that inspired, you know, a lot of us is D-Nice, his club quarantine. That's- oh, yeah,
1: it's, a lot. it's incredible what he did. Matt.
2: Oh, my God, we, we just- spent hours watching. God him. bless him, man. God bless that. that. <sighs> and so Timberland and Swizz versus. Um, mm-hmm. versus, you know, those two platforms, Thank God for that because and we thank God we were able to watch the first original verses between Timberland and Swift. Right. So we saw how the rawness, the, the original rawness and what it's come to. You know what I'm saying? So those two platforms were like, you know, you know, th- these guys contributed to helping all of us get by this mm-hmm. this period. So how can we contribute? And that's you know, that's how soulful jazz world we just about. don't have
0: Michelle Obama watching yet, but-
1: <laughs> yet. 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 Not yet.
0: Yet, not yet.
1: But as right, so, so but the, the rawness of the original. You know, I often joke about you know when you're when you're trying new things or whatever. Like it's kind of like when you're making pancakes. I mean, the first pancake is never like exactly the way it's supposed yeah. to be. Like, you know, right. it's the second, third pancake. Yeah. So. But I mean, in your case, right, and with the live streaming thing, I mean, for anybody, it's these are new technologies, new capabilities, new muscles that you haven't exercised before. and it does' it does take a while to kind of work the out and stuff. I mean, how many episodes, like like when you really felt like you were hitting your stride, I mean, do you think do you feel like that was the third the third session, the the fourth session? Like, when do you feel like you really started like hitting hitting your stride? You
0: no, know, I'd say it's in two different separate things because at first we had somebody helping us oh right. and we were, we had like third party so he'd be uh monitoring everything that everything
2: so he was the he was the av tech basically right. off flight av tech
0: and then when he left we had to do it ourselves and we had like some crap <laughs> a couple crashes but i would say august is when we kind of got our, like, into the swing of things. I think so,
2: too. Is that when we, like, Uh did it, you know, Yeah. autonomously? Yeah. Okay, Yeah. so I think that's, yeah, that's August, that, oh, yeah.
0: So we started last week of May, May 24th, and I'd say August is when we really, like, got our swing, and then Ricky souped up the studio and bought lights, and now we're doing, like, things where it's, like, Halloween, and now we got fall, and then Christmas is coming, so we're gonna decorate up there, and you've got the lights that go with the music and the beats and stuff. So you're gonna we're... wear Santa hats.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, you gotta bring, and we're gonna wear some ugly Christmas yeah, sweaters ugly too. Ugly
0: Christmas sweater.
1: Nice. Oh good, I, I love that.
0: Target's full, so we're gonna go to Target and buy our ugly sweater.
1: Ugly sweater.
0: So yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: It's just um, like
2: and again, the fan, you know, the audience enjoys it, you know. So that's what
1: makes it fun, you know. Well, to- I think, I mean, there's there's a couple things I want to say about this. I mean, one is for our audience out there listening. Like, I just want to clarify something and level set a little bit because I mean, you two are seasoned vets in the music industry, live performance. I mean, from a production standpoint, from a musicality standpoint, from a performance standpoint, you're world class. It doesn't get any better. So if it took you six, eight weeks, 12 weeks to get it dialed in, like people need to be kind to themselves and patient with themselves, because this, this is a whole new, whole new challenge, a whole new realm, you know, and it takes time. And, you know, you gotta like be patient and, and perfect it, you know, so that's important for people to realize. I don't want people to be intimidated, right? Because like, oh, it's something new. You're like, no, you got to dive in. You got to start. Exactly.
0: And some people have their time. Like I know a lot of people Their heart isn't into doing live streaming and that's okay. You know, you got to give yourself time and you got to be kind to yourself, be gentle with yourself because these are not normal times and it's okay to go through whatever process that you need to go through right now. We just dove right into it because I feel like maybe because Ricky was on tour and then when he got back, the energy of us two getting back together and, us creating and you know we just feed off of each other and we're lucky because he's a keyboard player i'm a singer there's no better scenario than that you know we're a team and it's easy for other people that are alone at home it's tough not everybody's in the same situation as we are so it may be something else that people discover about themselves that during this time so you know, it's all—it's different for everybody. We're blessed because we're together and we're separate. We, we, you know, <laughs> we're basically a team, you know. And to go back
2: to your point, I mean, even I was a little bit, you know, a little bit stressed at the thought of, this is, you know, we're gonna go live, like whatever we play, what it, there's no taking it back. That's it, it's out there. We mess up, it's out there, it's archived. So that thought thought, Yeah. So that thought alone, you know, back in the day you used to kind of like stress me, but now it's you know, I appreciate I appreciate the thought and the fact that people enjoy the rawness also.
1: The little flubs, the little mess up. We're living in a, it's like a new, it's a new kind of species of fruit, right? Like performing live, being super tight and highly produced and and flawless. Like that's, that's a fruit, that's an orange or an apple or whatever. Like this live raw streaming stuff is like a new, it's a new thing. And like people I think are are very they're they're aware they they are forgiving they they almost welcome that kind of rawness and it's just kind of a different thing and so you kind of have to get used to the fact that like like it's a different animal it's a different it's a different fruit you know and and it tastes different it is different but it's still delicious and it's still cool and we're just kind of getting used to it you know
0: right and you know like we've gotten better because of it vocally i've i've i told ricky right after the brunch uh yesterday that I was like, you know, I've gotten quicker with looping on the cuff, on the whim, background vocals, layering, and just ideas off the top of my head. It's not nothing that we pre-planned. Like I got 20 seconds to come up with a part. Okay. And then layer it and create like a background vocal and loop it on the spot. So it's really, we've got, we both gotten really quick and both, you know, it's, it's improved our playing, singing, like yeah. a lot. Thank God for this outlet every week. I, I,
2: just, I just keep thinking, like, imagine we have, we imagine if we had not performed since March. Imagine that, you know, like I said, 26 episodes. So ima- imagine we passed through 26 weeks without performing. That, you know what I'm saying? is just- A killer, that would be a killer. And like you said, it's a muscle We're we're exercising our creative muscles and that's what's important. And even for me, my little challenge, I don't play with charts at all. We're playing new songs every week and I make it a point to challenge myself, challenge my brain and learn all these songs by heart. Every I can't, week.
0: it doesn't register all those lyrics and stuff in my head. It's just like jambalaya
1: in my so it's, head. It's
2: just my, it's, it's, <laughs> it's my, stumbled. it's my personal, it's my personal challenge to learn all these songs by heart and not play with any charts.
1: Well, and, it, and if you're recording these sessions or I mean, you're getting new content, right. yeah. you can repurpose and yes, it's not polished and yes, it's raw, but that's the point, right? Like you suddenly have this different kind of product mm-hmm. Yeah, you're creating that can be repurposed and reused. So, so this idea that you're taking action and you've embraced this new technology and what have you has so many benefits spiritually, it's therapy, it's good for the soul, it's good for the heart, it's good for the mind, but then it's good for the body and the muscles and it's good for your business. It's good for, you know, like there's so many layers to it.
0: Absolutely, and you know, we like to, going back to your point, like we had, like if internet is bad, we're down. So they're, they're, you know, those are the challenges challenges of streaming because <laughs> you're dependent on like, oh my gosh, please, today, you know.
2: <laughs> we had to get the high, high, high speed internet.
0: High speed. <laughs> um, we had an issue with our looper and his beat machine not connecting yeah, and it happened live. So it's like. We had our issues. We dropped a few times. It was clipping, cutting. Some people said that, you know, the the, the connectivity wasn't good and that the streaming wasn't okay a few times. So then one day when the YouTube policies changed, we didn't show up on YouTube. (laughs) So there have been like, it's challenges, but.
1: What about Twitch? Are you guys on Twitch too? Are you using that or integrating Twitch?
0: No, because it seems, I mean, we didn't integrate Twitch because you do have to set a price on Twitch and we don't want to do that because it's a free service. We want to keep it that way. Now, future wise, we want this to keep going. You know, we came up with a really good concept. I don't know, eventually have guests bring abandon in, in studio, develop it more. We have ideas yeah. that we're playing with for future because it's too good. We came up with this concept, it was a concept developed from a concept already that we were doing. And it's become something really important. And, you know, we wanna grow it eventually, so.
1: yeah. Well, you have been growing it and it's gonna continue to grow. And I can't wait to see what it grows into because as things continue to open up, I mean, I could see this as a show on Sunday mornings on you know, name your network or whatever, right? Like, you know, how amazing would that be, right? To like take it, you know, but at the end of the day, like it is such a beautiful thing that you guys are doing. I mean, when all hell broke loose in March with COVID, Ricky, I mean, you had recently signed your deal with with Steinway. I mean, you are officially a Steinway artist now, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been a blessing. That's the other project that I'm working on as well, preparing for when things open up is get back to my classical roots of performing, you know, classical music, but classical music written by Black composers. That's something that growing up, I was never taught about the contribution of Black composers in classical music. Um, And this goes back to, you know, 18th century with Mozart's contemporary, Joseph Boulogne. So that's what I've been, you know, also doing during the, this uh, quarantine, pandemic, stay at home time. So
0: fascinating. It's, uh, it's such amazing stuff.
2: Yeah. The the fun part is that it's a treasure, treasure trove at the same time. Like I'm in touch with different librarians, namely uh, Columbia University. I'm asking her about certain compositions, works that I've that I'm hearing about online. And she's like, oh, wow, I didn't even know about this. We have this. And she actually contacts the estate of this composer, Ulysses Kay in particular. And they're like giving permission, giving her permission of sending me so manuscripts, awesome. like manuscripts that he wrote that are not even published yet. The original
1: manuscripts. The original
2: manuscripts.
1: Oh, my God. I just
2: got two more this morning. amazing. Um, uh, I also got, again, the Joseph Boulain, the uh, classical composer. He lived under the same roof. With Mozart in Paris for a couple of months. There's
0: a movie coming out on him,
2: right? Yeah, there's a movie yeah. coming out on him. Also, mm. I can't remember the director, but yes, there's a movie, a Hollywood movie coming out on him. And I'm getting manuscripts from the li- from the library in France where he lived, and these are manuscripts again that he wrote. Like, there's certain, there's even certain mistakes. I know, I know that those were mistakes. Because it doesn't make sense to the harmony, you know. Obviously, those mistakes get corrected by the publisher when they release them. But you can tell that oh, he forgot to put, he, he forgot to put a sign here, a musical sign to correct this note. So it's been very invigorating. It's been very uh, uplifting and an amazing experience. And. I look forward to He's performing. educating me
0: on this stuff. I mean, it's fascinating. Their stories and not only the music that they composed and created, but their stories, some amazing stories, some tragic, some, Joseph Boulogne was probably one of the better off ones.
2: Um, but even him, he got a lot of music that was burnt during the French Revolution that will never be discovered. But, he was, a great man. He, was but he was a great man. He was considered a great man. He was considered the. Um, he was a prodigy. He was a prodigy at everything that he did, from sports to music. Fencing. Fencing. He was a fencing fencing star all across Europe. A violinist. He played for Lu- Louis Fifteenth and Sixteenth
1: under their courtship. I mean, it's 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 a lot of amazing stories. You know, thank God this information is still available. I mean obviously some of it's lost, but clearly there's been an effort to squash this truth, right? Over the decades and centuries. I mean, you know, if you weren't aware of it, Ricky as a as a Haitian-born musician or a musician with Haitian roots studying at the highest levels, if you weren't aware of it, Right. Then clearly, you know, it has been, you know, suppressed, squashed, you know, disregarded, hidden, whatever. The fact that, that these documents and this stuff, I mean, the fact that it still exists is what I mean, what a blessing that is. Like part of me is obviously is relieved, but also very surprised that I mean, because if you're gonna lie and hide the truth, it's like, you know, they clearly left some 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 evidence, is what I'm getting at. And thank God they did.
0: It's sad because you think of it, there are probably thousands out there that won't ever have their story told. No. You know, you know, just like food. Slaves had to hide certain seeds that came from Africa. This is this is a true story. In North Carolina, they're having a resurgence of food like all the original rice and barley and they found slaves had to hide it cuz they destroyed all this stuff.
2: Seeds from Africa?
0: Yeah, seeds from actual, rice seeds from Africa. They didn't want anything like out there that represented Africa or that came or like when the slaves got their so-called freedom. And so I, you know, I imagine it's the same for everything across the board. Yeah. For music as well, like.
1: Religion, culture, language. Everything. Yeah. So well, and I guess, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't mean this in a, in a positive sense, but it's just so classic, isn't it? That a conquering people, you know, whether it was the Spanish, you know, and the Incas or, or whatever, or whatever, or the Aztecs, or you know, like they come in, they've got superior firepower, superior gods, and they just have the right to kill and burn and, and destroy And how much of of knowledge and wisdom and truth has been lost, you know, because of that kind of violence and vandalism and heresy, you know, whatever the word is. I mean, it's just it's just, you know, maybe it's maybe it is evil. Like, I mean, you know, like the fact. Well, I, I just remember hearing a long time ago about like the libraries that the Incas had that the Spanish burned you know, and so much uh, knowledge and truth just being lost. I mean, the sophistication that the Incas had in the terms of understanding of astronomy and, and all of these things and mathematics, you know, all gone, right? Where would we be if we had preserved that knowledge?
0: True, and yeah. I feel like it's the same thing for First Nation, you know, the indigenous. We don't get enough. We don't get enough of those stories. Like, it's already bad enough with the Black culture and stuff, but, like, even as far as indigenous stories, these, where are the stories? Where, where's the historic, amazing stories? We don't hear any, we don't, it's almost like it's, it's been like removed completely, completely removed. You know, indigenous folks are, have been removed out of society. It's just bizarre. Like it is what it is. That's the evil of
1: <laughs> humanity <laughs> Well, so so Ricky, but I mean, so I I started asking about Steinway and then you led into this great story about the research you're doing. And because we're friends, I'm a little, you know, I'm aware of, of, of the movie project that you're working on, but is Steinway involved with that? I mean, where does the Steinway relationship, where is it now? I mean, in COVID, where do you see it going? And then the, obviously the movie project is, is, is something you're working on and where are you at with that?
2: Yeah, the the movie project, I mean, obviously it's taken, it's been slow because of COVID, but I'm still in the preliminary aspect. I'm still in the research process of it. I finally found, you know, a director who's, who's down, who's excited about it. So it's just a matter of, right now, it's just a matter of finishing up the research, figuring out who we're going to talk about, what stories that we want to put out there and, you know, include in the movie, because Right now, it's deciding whether it's going to be a a two-hour movie or is it going to be a series? Because there's so many stories out there, and also, what kind of budget are we going to be um, able to work with? That's determine also the length. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about it. Nervous at the same time (laughs) because it's 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 you know it's new for me but definitely surrounding myself myself with people who um, are already established in in this you know so
0: and he's been doing some master classes as well so it's opening up another door for him to be teaching as well
1: which is fantastic talk about that i mean what tell me more about these master classes
2: well i've been I already i already did two now this semester one is in the uk leeds conservatoire and the other one I just did last week with my alma mater, um, McGill University in Montreal. And they are both have been great. I'm really loving this. And I also just got a teaching gig in London. at uh, Congratulations. London. Thank you. So now, again, it's just figuring out when things are going to open up. It was supposed to open up in September. But, you know, the UK is, you know, they're taking a beating as, you know, the rest of the country, uh, the rest of the world as well because the second wave is coming, coming through now. So, you know, a lot of things are just like unpredictable right now, but, but I really look forward to 2021, seeing what actually develops. I've been in a, in this period of my career now that I really, really, really want to give back. I want to have a bigger purpose than just, you know, self-gratifying, releasing music and becoming famous. Now it's more like, how can I give back? How can I fulfill that part? Because I used to teach in Montreal and I haven't taught since I got to LA. And I've been teaching private lessons to Madonna's kids because I only used to teach them on tour, but now I'm able to teach them, give them piano lessons every week off tour now. And that's been great. And you know, as they say, the best teacher is a student. So I've been learning a lot from teaching as well, from these kids. So I just wanna I'm I'm really in a in a phase of my career where I really wanna have purpose by giving back, by you know, making make doing my part in helping the next generation, whether again it's through teaching them about black composers or just mentorship. I'm about to have a meeting with the black. Alumni Association of McGill, and uh, they're setting up a new uh, mentorship program for black students at
1: McGill. And I really want to be part of that. So how many black students were uh, in your graduating class? And how <laughs> many- <laughs> I don't think much,
2: probably like barely more than 10. Or one in your hand. Yeah, two. maybe five or 10.
1: But again, when I did the... Well,
2: Students of color,
1: let's broaden it up. I mean, was it primarily a white class when you graduated? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, definitely, definitely. McGill has always been very traditional. Even when I was in college, about to apply to university, my teacher, my piano teacher told me, so where are you planning on applying? He said, are you applying at McGill? I said, McGill? I never thought that McGill was for my type. He told me, McGill, I was like, huh, I'm not, I, it's, McGill is not my type. He's like, why? I was like, you know, this, I just didn't see myself represented at McGill, you know what I'm saying? And I owe so much to him by even putting that thought in my head, because from that point, I practiced my ass off for the next year for the audition, to prepare myself for the audition. And I got in, but it shouldn't have to be like that. And I, I want to make sure that, you know, kids growing up in Montreal don't have to think that McGill is not for them, you know.
0: Because it's an Ivy League school.
2: It's Yeah, it's an Ivy League type school in Canada. It's one of the top schools in Canada, even in the world. So I want to make sure that, you know, Black kids in Montreal can see themselves at McGill. They can see themselves in high, you know, high-end institutions, you know what I'm saying? So
1: that's my goal. That's my goal right now. That's beautiful, man. That's, that's so great. I mean, you know, speaking of like, you know, the experience of, of kids of color, black kids, not just in Canada, but in the U.S. I mean, you know, we've all been, this year has been so devastating, obviously COVID. And then we had so much police violence and murders and, you know, the murder of George Floyd and the, the, and then, of course, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, the importance of, of the protest and and speaking truth to power. I mean, as the year unfolded, I mean, what was your experience around Black Lives Matter and, and what was going on this year? I mean, like, how are you guys feeling about everything right now? And, 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 and what's what's this year meant to you?
0: It's still going. It's still ongoing, like just within the past week or so. I don't know if you heard about Quay One, 15-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did to him what they did to Emmett Till. So, where? Uh, where? Not sure where. I I, I couldn't. Just a picture that the mom decided to post his picture. It's devastating. It's heart-wrenching. It's gut-wrenching. It's infuriating. It's You don't even want to see the dog. Careful what you you show there, but Louisiana.
1: So this just happened in Louisiana. And the mom
0: showed his picture like in the morgue.
2: So it's a small town in Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm the type of person that for the past couple of years, I've been saying these protests are not working. Sure. It changes stuff for the minute and everybody's jumping on the bandwagon with this black lives matter and starting, you know, like, you know, now we're getting people like, how can we change things? And it's good. It's moving the conversation forward, but it's not enough. It's not enough. Like we have a problem. And right now the problem's at the top as well. That's enabling these crazy people to come out and just be emboldened to come out and and do and say whatever they want to. You know, just a few weeks ago, when we had the first democratic debate, but I, I was exercising in Burbank. This is Burbank. And some man decided to put his KKK hood on his little antenna on his suburban. So this is how emboldened people feel, right? So the conversation is great that we're having this conversation. And it's it's, you know, we need to have this conversation, but there's a long way to go before anything changes. A really long way to go. Like, now we're seeing like these acts of violence like we used to see back in the 50s we used to hear about like back in the 50s 40s 50s you know like it feels like we're almost going backwards with whatever's going on like there's such a a big gap and a big separation and big division that there's a lot of hate right now and it's just like It's going to take a lot to repair and it's going to take a lot to change. But this, this, like this case of Wan is just like devastating.
1: Like, well, I'm, you know, sort of in shock and, and, you know, because, you know, I'd like to think of myself as being somebody that's pretty well informed. I have not heard this story that this is a, this is a very new story. This has just happened or this has been, this yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. And so, they, they found, I feel like maybe they suppressed it on some level with the election or whatever, because his body was found November 3rd. So election day. So, and he, he basically
2: was kidnapped from his home.
0: By people and he knew. So this is like a get out story. It's the real life get out story. He went with friends of his, a white family, for a sleepover they picked him up the mother you know didn't know it she wasn't aware because it was a last minute thing and so, you know the parents let him go and then this happened
2: so so his body was found 20 miles away from his home in a sugar cane uh sugar sugar field sugar uh, in sugar
0: a f- cane field yeah it, anyways it's just a devastating sugar story what yeah. they did to him what they did to him so but again like That's just a story we heard recently because we happen to be on Sean King's, like, or DL Hewley's profile, you know, and we see this picture, this crazy picture, but imagine how all the other stories that are, you know, have happened. There's so many, there's so many, and we don't get all of them, you know, this, we have a very long way to go. I don't know how this is going to change, but it's, unfortunately... It's, it's moving the conversation forward, but how to change it, that's a hard question to answer. I don't know how,
1: how it's going to change. I don't know how it's going to change. When you feel like you don't know how it's going to change, how do you find hope? That's a great question. You find hope by change. by Again,
2: it's, I, I love this saying, you make the change you want to see. So it starts, be the change you want to see. So it starts with us. It starts with us helping each other out, looking out for each other, trying to spread love as much as you can to your own surrounding. Because if we all did it, you know, spread love, obviously.
0: And when you see something that's not right or hear something, you got to call it out. A lot more people are being vocal about it right now. Um, I know in our musician community, people have posted stuff about different musicians that, we may have known that have said some really disgusting things and people are coming out with it because social media is that outlet now. So somebody said, look, yo, yo, this person, could you believe what this person said? Check this out. Like, you know, so there's a lot more awareness. People are cutting it down. You got to shut it down. You see something, you got to shut it down. You got to realize, like, the people surrounding you, like, are are they... Do they have your
2: best interest? Best
0: interest, You know, that's the other thing. It's like having your tribes and looking out for one another. And yeah, so people are, are being a lot more vocal on the job. You can't just say anything you want because now your job will probably fire you for doing and saying the wrong thing. If you're a racist, you're going to get called out. You know, and so in that aspect, it's been really good. Thank God for social media because it is bringing truth to light, you know. And so all this other stuff, like we're so divided right now. It's, you know, again, we just got to keep, you know, looking out for one another and stay positive. That's, yeah.
1: I asked the question because, you know, I was thinking about it. I've thought a, a lot about it this year, you know, where we find hope you know, because I was also thinking about it, you know, w- within the context of my own kiddos. I mean, as you guys know, you know, I, I got two kids, you know, they're both kids of color. They've I've adopted them and they're not growing up with the same privilege, obviously that I did as a straight white dude in the Midwest. Right. And, but they are growing up with different privileges, right. Cause I didn't come from you know, the kind of opportunities. I mean, I was a working class kid, you know, I mean, my kids are going to have certain opportunities that I didn't have economically or whatever. But but I found hope. I was thinking about it, right? Because this is where I found I was like, you know what? Like, because I'm 50, right? Like, so I have like a sense of context and history that my three-year-old, my eight-year-old doesn't. And guess what? My eight-year-old, like for her, her reality is that her first president was black. She's about to see the uh, f- first female African-American uh, vice president, right? Like, so for her, it's normal. It's normal to see people of color in leadership positions in this country. So she doesn't have this sense of like, oh, this is so unusual, you know? This is so, you know, hard fought, you know, like like she will eventually – but for her, her reality is just is in is this this is the normal for her, you know, and and so I just I thought about that. And like, God, you know, that actually gives me hope, you know, because it is moving in the right direction. You have these horrific, evil things that we have to continue to to squash and call out and rectify and work on, and it's going to be a it's it's a long way to go, but there's still a lot of of hope out there, you know.
0: Kids are so like innocent. You know, like if we just let kids be, they wouldn't see color. They wouldn't see like, they wouldn't do any of this stuff. Like it's how we, yeah. it, you know, like you're raising your kids amazing because they're not going to see that. But that's not the case in a lot of places in this country. So
2: but what what I was going to add is kids have a lot more access than we did to information and misinformation. The internet is just, a cesspool of misinformation, disinformation, lies. Uh, So also the challenge with the next generation is also teaching them how to deal with the virtual world. You know what I'm saying? You got to be careful what information you consume. Mm -hmm. Make sure you know, you know, you rely on reliable sources. Don't take memes as... Newsworthy information. So it's, I, I, I commend parents nowadays, especially going through COVID right now where everything is online. These kids can't interact for, for an entire year with other kids. Who knows how much impact that's going to have in their psyche for the next, you know, five to 10 years, how much of a setback this can mean for these kids for the next, because, you know, none of us have been through this. So we don't have anything to, 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 to say, oh, okay, well, this is going to be the this is going to be impact of these kids because we just went through it. No. The last time something like this happened was 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. There was no internet. There was no computers. I think even after the quarantine era goes through, we still have to pay attention to these kids because who knows what kind of psychological setback right. it has created for them. Absolutely. And, and
0: I will say that I, I just want to big up to free, to hip hop because I think the hip hop generation has really changed the mindset of young kids, young white kids that are raised with the same influences. You could walk down the street and see two young men. If you're looking at two young men walking with hoodies on, you you can't tell which one is black, which one is white. You know what I'm mean? saying? So the, the whole hip-hop culture has really made an impact on, like, these kids going out and protesting alongside and taking up and being an, an ally, you know, and standing up for the Black Lives Matter. I think it's a beautiful thing. We have to credit hip-hop music for that because hip-hop is one of the biggest, you know,
2: it's musical genre. It's the biggest. Since last year or two years ago, it's become the biggest selling
1: genre. Well, and and this, this also hits on another reason why I have hope, because the demographics of this country are changing. And that's why the power structure is doubling down on everything it can do to slow it down, because they know it's inevitable, right? That, that, that they can't change the demographic A shift in this country. This country is getting browner and more beautiful and they want to hold on to the old ways or, you know, or the white, white, they want to hold on to power. I mean, you know, and, and, and it's a power, you know, it's classic. I mean, nobody gives up power easily and that's what it is, but it's an, but that's, but if you, it's not going to be fast, but if it looks, if you look out over time, it's going to, it's inevitable and hip hop, you know, is, is, is proof that it's changing because, you know, it's not just about music, it's about culture, right? Like this is this is a culture that is mainstream now.
0: Right, you know? and the crazy thing is that you say that, but it's we the world is changing and it's not only happening here, it's happening everywhere. I mean, look at Brazil. We have another dictator in Brazil, like Italy's got another dictator. They're like, it's the last of the Mohicans. Like they're trying to hold on to this power, and they they know the world is browning is browning, right? It's, Chris Cuomo says it all the time: the browning of the world, the browning of America, and people are just not accepting it. But it is what it is. It's like it's a worldwide issue right now. It's happening all over the world. There's that these people are like you know, it is, it is what it is. The world is changing and that's a beautiful thing. Culturally, there's so many mixes. I look at Montreal now, you walk down the street in Montreal, it's just unbelievable. People like me, like it's all kinds of mixes everywhere. It's beautiful. That's, that's just what it is. It's like, it's a plus, you know, culturally you're filled up with so much and you got so much more than just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy, but it's a worldwide problem. It's not just a US problem. You know, we have our issues in Canada too, like so
1: yeah. Well, and that's a that's a key point you're making because it's so easy to feel like we, we we're unique or 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 somehow our problems are unique when in fact you know, the problem, the, the issues of discrimination, of oppression, of economic disparity, disparity of so many countries, disparity of justice, disparity. I mean, like these are these are human conditions, human issues. And it's really about the powerful versus the powerless and skin skin color plays into it because that's an easy thing to point to. But it really is boils down to power. And, you know, I but I. I mean, I have hope, you know, and I think we all have to have hope. There's indications of hope. And I'll tell you, the only other re- reasons I have hope is because of parlor social guys. I love <laughs> you so much. You guys, you guys, I mean, you, you bring so much goodness and joy into the world with everything you do and, Thank and I just, I just want to thank you so much for coming on again today. You're our returning champions. Uh, <laughs> <yay>. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: so good. Well, us. I want to be respectful of your time. You know, I know you guys have a busy day. We, we've, we run over an hour before we go. Is there anything you want to shout out to any, any, where can people find the, the live obviously on Facebook, but like, you know, tell people where they can find you. What do you, what do you want to promote right now?
2: Well, if people want to follow us on Facebook, we're par- at Parlor Social Music. On Instagram, we're at Parlor Social, P a p a r l o r. no U. And what else? Yeah, our, our Soulful Jazz Brunch happens every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Soulful Jazz Brunch page, and our Facebook, Parlor Social Music page. Mm-hmm. And yeah we play music from all genres and we just make it our own and we have fun we interact it's a great vibe come join us if you yeah. can and
0: we'll, we'll we'll set you off straight for the for the remainder of the week so
2: and hopefully there'll be some collaborations hey maybe not real art could join in and maybe we could start like oh, yes, you know like um, putting you know featuring some different artists on mm-hmm. on our you know
1: we're down. We're, let's you do know, it.
2: Yes. Who knows where this could go? So obviously, this is we got we got limitations because of uh, social distancing. But when things open up again, and we all we all feel safe again, definitely we want to start collaborating mm. with people. So TV
0: show, mm.
2: TV show,
1: yes. Sitting in the living room playing music. Yeah, I think a ver- I think the ver- variety show parlors for the the Sunday soul brunch, variety show here is. Uh... So who knows where this this will go? But obviously, it has to grow. Yeah,
2: keep growing for you know the money people <laughs> will start paying attention. So.
1: <laughs> True that, and that's a whole other podcast, right? So, <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: But congratulations to yeah. you, congratulations to you, Scott, on keeping not real art going and providing a platform for artists, you know, everywhere around the country and rewarding them with you know prizes, prizes, and what do you call those like contests.
0: Grants.
1: Grants. Yes. Grants. Yeah. That's so, so amazing.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. so amazing. That's, that's uh, incredible.
1: Well, you're, you're sweet for saying, thank you so much. We, you know, I mean, I truly believe that art and creativity, you know, have shaped my life, made me who I am, made me a a happier person, a more peaceful person, a more joyful person and I really do believe that if more people had art in their lives, whether it's music or visual art or dance or whatever, they would be a happier, more joyful person. And so we're trying to spread we're trying to spread the love, right? We're trying to spread the art. And to the extent that we can provide a platform to help artists tell their stories and promote their work as a means to uh, spreading love and joy and happiness. I mean, like that's you know, that's that's what we want to do. So thank you for helping us do that. Thank you for being a part of it.
2: I mean, who knows, who knows where the, where the world would be right now in 2020 without artists? Who knows? I think honestly, art is what's helping people. It's saving, it's saving this country. It's saving the world right now from writers to dancers, musicians, artists, painters, sculptures. That's what's keeping everyone sane right now.
0: And I just want to say something like to the artists that are listening, whatever artistic realm you're in. Be kind, be gentle to yourself, you know? A lot of people are putting pressure on them that they have to do certain things or they don't have to do certain things. Like, if you feel like it, do it. If you don't feel like it, it's all, you know, again, we don't live in normal times right now. You process things the way you process them, you know? And you take the time you need to do whatever you have to do or not do anything. You know, a lot of people are just, they need this time to process some stuff and to figure stuff out. And it could be an epiphany for something else. You know what I'm saying? I had an epiphany to start a skincare and hair care line.
2: Yeah. One thing will lead to another.
0: One thing wow. will lead to another during this time and whole other. Well, thing. So it's like,
1: I mean, does it. Yeah. Let, before we go, tell me about the, the, the skincare line. Like that's incredible.
0: That's yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. Cause even during this time, I was like, you know, I did fashion design. I studied fashion design. I had started working on clothes and stuff, but coming up with a line of clothing is very tedious and a lot of work. (laughs) And especially during a pandemic where it's like, you can't promote it. You only have pictures online. It doesn't make any sense. So I was like, you know what, let me start making product. I always make product and stuff. You know, Ricky has a condition. I'm always researching things for his condition on what, you know, we're vegans, how to make it organic, how to get the best supplements and herbal stuff and organic stuff together. Anyways, I do it for everything now. So I started making a concoction of hair serum. So it's called DD's Dee
1: Naturals? DD's
0: Dee Naturals.
1: It, do you we, do we have a website?
0: It's, I have an Etsy page.
2: She's working on her website now, but the Etsy page is etsy.com backslash shop backslash DDS natural, DDS. So the literally DDS naturals.
0: Yeah. So it started with my hair was super damaged uh, over a year and a half ago. And I started to make a concoction of all these herbs and oils and I had a few trials. And by the third trial, I saw a difference after four Four to six weeks, I start to see my my edges growing back and stuff, and I was like, hmm, okay. So, so
2: her customers are actually seeing a difference already. Uh, this is like within a month, two months of yeah. them using it.
0: Second orders, they're they're ordering a second time because they're like, I'm seeing a difference. And then I created this body bomb from for the gods. <laughs> my biggest my biggest client here. <laughs> A body you bomb
1: for the
2: enough, huh? Oh, my God. I put it on every day. It smells so good. I've never smelled anything like it. And it's all natural. It spreads really nicely on the skin. I put it everywhere, my face, my skin. And one day I went to, uh, like I said, I was teaching Madonna's kids. <laughs> and I had it on me. And the youngest one, one of the twins, she's like, you smell really good. What is that? And I said, it's, it's a butter. It's, a, it's my wife's butter. She's like, your wife makes makes body, body bomb? bomb yeah. I said, yeah. So I gave them all samples the next class. And Madonna herself had her assistant write me and said, Can you bring some more for the kids? So well,
1: I got to get some for my kids. I mean, if Madonna's doing it, I got to do it.
0: We got to get you guys' product because it's uh, even, even within our, our community of friends and stuff, people are like, Yeah, you're on to something really good. Whatever you put in there is incredible. So, her, her, Madonna's entire household, nannies, nannies,
2: yeah, social media guy, they all have it.
0: Hair. And- our, her hairstylist is, uh, is just like, everybody's like hitting the girl, that's amazing. Look at you innovating and
1: inventing and- And in the
0: beginning, there's more stuff coming up. Scrubs, okay. eye creams, make vegan makeup. So I have like a whole concept, like I'm on a roll. So, yeah. So we got to get the products, Scott.
1: Yeah. You, you two geniuses, I just, <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I mean, love. like
2: I said, I mean, like, who knows if we we would have taken these risks if it hadn't been for COVID? You right. know what I'm saying? Because on a regular, life just takes over and responsibilities and running after, not running after gigs, but, you know, uh, having to take care of responsibilities and doing, you know, the regular gigs just to pay rent, pay your bills. But because the level, the, the playing field has leveled, leveled for everyone, we kind of feel like, okay, we don't have to run. We don't have to run.
0: Well, we're also very blessed because Ricky came off tour and had like a little nest egg aside. Not everybody is as lucky where they're like not stressing about the lack of work and stuff. So like like I said before, we're the busiest unemployed people We know (laughs) because we have the luxury. I mean, finances are low, but like we're, we're, we're luckier than most because we could try out different things. We didn't have this pressure of like, Oh my God, how am I going to feed my family next week? Where's money going to come in? You know? So we've been blessed. We're a lot more blessed than some other people are. And we realized that. uh, So we had the, we had, The capabilities of doing all this other stuff. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and and you know, that's such an inspiring, inspiring story, I think, to end on because it is, yes. I mean, the savings nest egg thing aside, we really boils down to accepting responsibility for our lives and taking action and trying to make goodness happen for yourself because no one's coming to save us. No one's coming to save us. Right. I mean, there's I think no, that's
0: there's no help right now. So people are, are left to their own devices. So how are you going to how are you going to keep up in this time and keep moving forward? You know, so. Yeah.
1: And by the way, I mean, let me be clear, you know, every time I drive through an underpass here in L.A. and I see, you know, people living there under the underpass, you know, I, I say I say to myself there by the grace of God, go I. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's, let's, let's realize we're, we're all who knows what away from being, being there too, right. you know?
0: Right. Right. And, and that's the thing I tell Ricky all the time, you know, it's important to realize like, you know, we see it here in our neighborhood. We're surrounded by, there's a growing influx
2: of. Almost every underpath in the city is, is a tent city now.
0: We have a food bank. People lined up for waiting for food here in Burbank, like this is the reality. And I wake up every morning thanking God that we have a roof over our heads because like you said, it could be any of us, right? These are the times that we're living in and it's important to count your blessings and you know pray for others that are going through it right now because we know some other people have moved away from LA because They don't have anything. There are no gigs and they can't afford to pay their rent and stuff. There's an influx of musicians and friends leaving right now. This is the hard reality of what's going on. So yeah.
1: People are leaving the big
2: cities right now.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, Migration. Migration is happening in this, in this country. And, you know, you know, we just came out of an election and and again, this is a whole other podcast, but we just came out of the election. And not once, I don't think I heard—I ever heard Biden, of course not Trump, ever talk about overtly talk about the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Talk about the middle class, but the middle class doesn't even exist anymore. Right. It's the haves and the have nots, right. it's yeah. the rich and the poor. You know, and yeah, sure, there might be a little middle class, but we need to talk about the poor. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the third of this country, if not more, is absolutely below the poverty line. Right. The middle class is becoming the, you know, the poor.
0: And California, there's a major problem out here. There's a crisis out here. Like they need to get on it. Like they they keep talking about how they're going to help, but we are not seeing anything right now. And you know, like
2: well, we're gonna we're gonna hold them to the fire when uh, they, they 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 take office right. January twentieth, right. You know, we you still know.
0: have to hold them accountable. With all, yes, we see a, a positive. It's positive, but we need to see that stuff is being
1: done, yeah, right? right. We don't get we don't get the democracy we deserve. We get the democracy we make, and it's up to us, right? And to your point, we got to hold their feet to the fire, speak truth to power, and make it happen. But we have a we have hope uh, again in 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 this new administration, and let's just uh, make make it so, right? And guys, I love you so much. Thank, thank you for thank you. Thanks, thanks for having, for having, having us today. Hey. And we will be hearing you live on Facebook for Sunday Soul Brunch. Yes, yes.
0: number twenty-seven next week. So join us Sunday. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> 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 thanks, Scott. Sending our love to you and the fam. Thanks. All right. All right. Ciao. Bye. All right.
1: Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please press the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at NotRealArtWorld. If you're an artist, be sure to apply for our 2021 Artist Grant at NotRealArt.com. Sourdough, out.